0: Welcome to the People and Technology Podcast. I'm David Gazzarotto, and I'm your host today. This is episode six of the podcast, and uh, with me, as always, is my partner in crime, Jared Cameron. How are you today, Jared?
1: Yeah, really good, actually, Dave. It's been uh, too long since we've jumped on the the podcast and had a
0: chat. Feels like it, isn't it? Yeah, I think we've, uh, perhaps we've lagged a week longer than our usual cycle, but uh, plenty of good reasons for that, as we'll explore today um on the on the podcast so thanks uh for all of you that have joined us today um great to be back uh on the airways with you uh we've had as always we've had some great feedback again please keep it coming uh really enjoy it's keeping us going um so uh you know uh will uh, you can find us on linkedin you'll find us on facebook um and on on twitter as well so please keep the feedback coming in and we we'll look forward to exploring um a lot of the topics that you're uh, you're asking us about so um jared we uh, we're coming into the the busy time of the year for those of us that i guess get around the conference scene and uh we've had mm. uh we've both had the opportunity in the, uh, since we last got together to catch some uh of the latest conferences um, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about what you've been up to? Yeah, thanks, Dave.
1: Um, you know, I've had a opportunity recently to um, attend the Cornerstone Converge 2016 conference. Uh, this is sort of an example of a vendor that is um, running localized conferences in their local markets. So Cornerstone run these around the world and uh, invite the people that are local to attend. And this is actually a really good um, opportunity to see a lot of customers getting together, sharing their success stories, networking, and and finding out you know better ways of using the technology they've signed up for. Mm. Um, we were fortunate, I think, to attend as a as a partner in this case, and um and be there on the day to talk about some of the experiences we've had of um, implementing and um, to share some of our our knowledge and know how.
0: Just before you go on with some of those key takeaways, uh, for those listeners who perhaps aren't. As close to the HR technology space as, as we are, uh, do you want to just give us uh, give us the um, you know ten seconds on who Cornerstone are?
1: Yeah, probably good suggestion, Dave. So, Cornerstone are a uh, HR talent management or unified talent management vendor. Uh, they're they're a global tier one, so they operate all over the world and, and pretty much every market. And they specialize in uh, the process of effectively recruitment and attraction, all the way through performance, learning, compensation to you know, to sort of offboarding your employee and uh, their product's a cloud tool that is, you know, it's a system of engagement. It's designed to be one of the more modern uh, solutions for really aligning to um, the needs of employees.
0: Those of you that are regular listeners probably would have caught our session a few podcasts ago with the local MD here in Mike Erland. So, um, I, I'm no doubt that Mike was there. Um, he was indeed uh, at the event too and uh, i'm I'm bummed that I missed the event myself actually uh, one thing that cornerstone does does do well is uh the entertainment side of these events, whether they're uh, hosting the parties at the big conferences or uh, i'm I'm sure that uh, you guys um rattled on to the wee small hours uh with with uh, cornerstone hosting
1: oh yeah there was it was a good after party and uh surprisingly early in the evening a bottle of patron tequila was brought out so Ooh, i'll say no more about out. that but um <laughs> it set the tone for the night that's for sure
0: yeah all right well so what uh, before your memory started to get wiped uh with tequila uh what uh, what did you learn from the day
1: quite a few takeaways actually dave um we had you know frank their uh, asia pacific gm speaking at the start of the day and um he really you know hammered home the message around analytics And one of the interesting things we've seen with the likes of Cornerstone is they now have four different solutions for doing um, different components of sort of your analytics solution. And that could be anything from sort of predictive analytics for, you know, working out what might happen through to some really, really impressive looking reporting dashboards Mm -hmm. and workforce analytics. So, you know, it's um, back in the day, you used to get pretty standard reporting and now the options on the table are, are really comprehensive, you would have to really ask yourself the question of whether um, you know maybe that a solution like this could be your business intelligence tool if you wow. were to make use of all of those solutions
0: yeah look I think data is the new frontier isn't it really and uh, and I know uh, uh, we've, we're talking a lot at the moment with clients and, and out with other vendors uh, around the opportunity that data brings so um, you yeah, know it's good to hear that cornerstone are, are really pegging their solution. Well, in that uh, regard, as well.
1: Yeah, I think they are, and um, you know, too many times people focus on the parts of the products that are very much process centric, and actually, the analytics is where a lot of the lessons can be learned. And uh, we see often in the implementations, there's maybe not enough of a focus on analytics. So perhaps it's one of those areas for optimization once you're already live with the product, starting to think about what you can learn from it. So that was that was definitely a key takeaway. Um, another one yeah. that, um, you know, sort of walked away with was, you know, we often in Australia think that we're, you know, sort of stepping behind the U.S. in some regards. And there's probably some truth in that. But actually, Cornerstone were able to talk to, to Asia and Southeast Asia in particular. And, you know, they mentioned that if we feel like we're behind the, the, the U.S., well, you know, Southeast Asia feel the same about us. And the message they're getting there is show us how to do it or tell us how to do it. Uh, we know we're we're behind and we know we need to catch up. So interesting to, you know, peg yourself on a maturity scale of some degree and Australia is
0: not as far behind as
1: sometimes they feel like they might be.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting topic. Um, I'm going to share some uh, some stuff that I gleaned from my little trip to the US uh, a couple of weeks ago as well and interesting, along the same vein, you know, we were talking with some of my colleagues over in the US about um, it's, it's really cloud technology that's help bridge this gap. So, you know, everything's fairly instantaneously attainable um, on the cloud-based platforms too. And so uh, I think you're right about Australia perhaps not lagging as much as, as they were uh, previously around that stuff. Uh, but mm. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued that, um, you know, uh, if you look at the statistics around technology adoption and, and I guess, in the consumer side um the you know internet and I guess using technology in 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 the, in the new paradigm, um, Asian countries tend to be the top of the list there. So it's yeah. uh, it's interesting <laughs> that in the HR domain, perhaps there's still a lot of work to be done to to you know bring that enablement.
1: Well, it, it, it could be the other thing, Dave, is that potentially in the consumer domain, the adoption and, and use rates are high, and but potentially in the in the corporate or organizational domain, they're not there yet. And, um, I, I guess the other thing to remember is, you know, Asia's a pretty big place and what I think Cornerstone referring to is Southeast Asia. So, you know, there might be parts of Asia where adoption is, you know, probably ahead and other parts where the maturity is not there. So, you know, it's probably one of those lessons there is take stock and remember actually, you know, cloud has opened up a whole new world for a lot of markets.
0: Yeah. Do you know, do you know, um, I'm sort of just thinking, and I'm interested in your thoughts on this. Uh, I think there's an, aspect, an element of that sort of HR maturity in that perhaps um, in some of the Asian markets, that that sense of what an HR function does, perhaps has still got a fair way to go in um, being up to the sort of maturity we're finding in, in the westernized markets.
2: Mm. I think that
0: might be part of it. And, and part of it for me is, well, I think there's an opportunity for them to actually skip past a few generations in that sense. Um, i i'm I'm talking a lot about talent management in particular being it's not a process it's actually a discipline and what we can do with technology now is to to get better data better decision support to make uh, better decisions about what we do with talent and and managing our capability um, and and you know that sort of planning so I don't know is that that, that come up in conversation at all or with any of the presenters at the Converge conference?
1: You know, um, they didn't specifically address that topic in itself, I think. Um, it was more of a, you know, the question that was asked was, what are you seeing with your other customers, you know, and more more globally as opposed to what we're seeing in Australia. And, and mm. the reference point there was, actually, we're doing really well here. But um, it, it didn't really reference to the degree of complexity you're describing there around, actually there's an opportunity to sort of leap ahead, which I completely mm. agree with, you know, um, th- I think one thing I do see a lot though with organizations that I talk to is that um, they do still have this fundamental challenge around getting the basics right. And it's not yeah. really until they get the basics, you know, pay people correctly, make it easy for them to do some of the fundamental components of their job. At that point in time, I agree. You know, the the roof's the limit or the sky's the limit, sorry, around um, what you might think HR can and is. But until you get those basics sorted, it can sometimes be quite a stumbling block.
0: Yeah, interesting. Hey, I'm going to – I might just introduce uh, what I've been up to because I think we can pick up some of the conversation threads because to me there's some parallels. And then I know um, I want to find out a little bit more about some of the customer interactions Mm. you had um, at Convergence. But – I caught up while, uh, while you were uh, drinking tequila with the Cornerstone guys. Uh, I was over in, uh, in L.A. Um, hanging out with um, several um, HR tech thought leaders. Um, uh, so I caught up with Jason Averbrook, who many of our listeners would know, um, and uh, a couple of the guys, Jeremy Ames um, uh, was one as, as well. And we've, um, we spent uh, a couple of days, actually, just in a bit of a think tank mode, Um, doing a couple of things. We were looking at what's kind of going on in the HR tech space and and sharing some mind share from either side. And we did touch on this whole Australia. It's natural to to have a comparison, you know, between what we're doing in our part of the world and what's going on in the US. And and I think that um, point I mentioned where the gap's really narrowed, you know, probably 10 years ago, we would have been talking about Australia having to wait two or three years for things that were happening in the U.S., whether that's innovation, whether that's um, up, even updates to, to um, the vendors' platforms. You know, quite often, mm. because we're a small market we're a long There'd way away,
1: mm.
0: yeah, we'd, we'd be the last to kind of get the updates. Um, but now, driven by the cloud and I guess the SaaS, um, true SaaS um, models, uh it's it's all one code line and as soon as there's updates in the US, well they're you know, the code line's updated everywhere else on the planet. So we now um we now really understand how to to leverage that. And um it's it's interesting because now I have these conversations and we're talking about in a very current manner about the challenges that um that, 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 that are confronting organizations and how technology is being leveraged around that. So um, that's that was a I think a really interesting conversation that, that mm.
1: came up. So it was the was the consensus, Dave? That um, you know, not just from yourself, but you know, from the people you were meeting with. The consensus was actually the gaps narrowed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And look, I think um, uh, uh, I had a suspicion that it had, but then once we kind of talked about, you know what are the key things that are the concerning organisations and, and the parallels were there, you know. We've still got this war for talent going on. Mm-hmm. Um, we have challenges around organisational capability and, and, you know, continuing to, to build that. And um, we've got performance being reimagined, you know, in the US, but also out here. Um, we've got employee engagement and, and, I guess, the employee experience being a very critical, you know, Component of, of what organisations are, are trying to address. And, you know, all, there are all the issues that you and I are dealing with with clients here and the conversations we're having.
1: Just going to say on that thread, have you noticed you're talking about how performance is reimagined abroad and in, in Australia? I've noticed that um, organisations are no longer asking for just specifically tell us about, you know, what other companies in Australia are doing. They're saying what is best practice or contemporary practice globally now? And I think the accessibility to, you know, blogs and news and Twitter and LinkedIn and all these products that are on the market that, you know, the whole concept of globalization, it really means that, you know, it's no longer about these localized markets. It's about saying, what is what is everybody globally doing? And so maybe, you know, maybe the whole country boundaries breaking down has helped to drive that.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think we're seeing the future of work is really driving that, isn't it? You know, um, mm. the way that work... Uh, is is heading, you know, more flexible arrangements. I think uh, we're we're dealing with a, a market for talent that's truly global, where mobility is is a key factor, um, and and a lot of that is, uh, to me, the, the talent management platforms are helping us to break those geographic barriers down too. Yeah, they uh, are. Because really, for me, it's it's core HR, benefits, payroll that are very localized and very country specific. So if you are, uh, if you do a great job of implementing a talent management platform, you tend to be uh, viewing across the whole organization, not really looking at uh, the boundaries that the physical boundaries so much. Um, and so I think that's part of the key to it too, wouldn't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree, Dave. Yeah. So look, uh, that's uh, it was a, it was a great few days over there. Um, yeah, uh, those of you that follow me on uh on Facebook um might have seen Jason Averbrook and I trialling Facebook Live. So that was um that was quite a bit of fun too. Um, I really liked it, Jason. I reckon. So, uh, a few technical issues, but you know, um once we worked out how to use the funky new camera that we had, yeah. Um really what I loved about it, I mean this podcast are great in terms of being able to take a you know, a conversation like we're having now and, and be able to tap people into it. Um, but the, the Facebook live and I guess Periscope is, is, um, you know, the lead, uh, you know, well, I guess Facebook, let's face it, was a bit of a ripoff of the, uh, of the Periscope. But the, the great thing about it is to be able to draw people into a live conversation and have them interact. Um, it's just a really, I think, a really powerful medium. So it's one that I'm really keen to to pursue further. And I think maybe we could have a bit of a crack at one of those while we're over in uh, Chicago in a few weeks' time, Jared. Great idea. Look, uh, before you sort of um, wrap up on those topics, um, uh, let's go back to the Cornerstone Convergence. Uh, I know you got to spend a lot of time with um, clients there and and there were some client case studies. So um, I think there's some takeaways from that that I'd be keen to hear about.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think one of the great things about this particular conference is the real focus on on customers and um, what they were doing to be successful with the product. And we were fortunate enough to have um, Port Stevens Council present who actually we've, um, we did an implementation project of Cornerstone with. So, you know, we know them quite well and uh, they are receiving a number of awards for this project. I think they're up to three at least so far. And, um, you know, when, when Michelle got up there to talk about, um, what was working and what made the real difference, you know, just probably a, a few three, a few key things sort of really stuck with me from that presentation. And, you know, she got up there and she talked about how to build a bulletproof business case. And I really liked the way they did it. And, uh, they, they went out to the organization and said, tell us what you expect of an HR function. And the organization described it in detail. And they they turned around and said, that's great for us to deliver it. We're going to need the following funding to really, you know, overhaul the way we do everything. And it actually built their entire business case for them just based on what the business needed. And it was really clever because I think a lot of HR functions try to construct what they think the business needs themselves as opposed to just going out there and asking them. And uh, I thought that was really, you know, really clever on their behalf. So that was probably one of the takeaways around you know a a, a clever way to approach a business case. Um, But the other thing that really stuck with me is Michelle probably rattled off thirty or forty different stats during her presentation. She had about forty five minutes up there, and she Mm. knew. I mean, we talk about analytics, right? This is an HR, you know, HR director that she knew inside out all of their people analytics off off by heart, and was able to get up there and talk about life before they started their project life after their project she was able to rattle off how much money they were saving annually like you just yeah you know, i think there's so much power in data and i think there's so much yeah. power in being able to connect it to activities that you're doing and and they did that with supreme efficiency and that was a really you know a really effective way of describing what's working and what's not
0: it's excellent it's a great example too of i think the modern hr director too you know they're they've got such a great opportunity now to bring data and i guess the the insights from that data to the table and um you know i think it's uh, uh those hrds that are that are taking that opportunity are, are the ones that are really getting ahead and their organizations are really getting behind a lot of the key you know hr was a bit or uh, it's always been a bit about itself and i think mm. these are great ways for, for us to be able to engage the broader business and, and show just how important it is to be able to, to focus on you know the key talent components and, and the alignment of, of business and people strategy. Um, I, think, I think the other part of it, and I think this is great for, for Michelle and her team, is because they can now articulate um, value so clearly based on what they can now do because of this technology, when they go back to the next round of business case and funding, how much easier it's going to be for them? Mm. You know? They've laid their own,
1: <laughs> own path. Yeah, I agree. Yeah,
0: but well, they're demonstrating value. And value doesn't come, uh, it comes to a certain degree, but it doesn't come from the automation of your processes. It comes no. from you know the outputs from that and, and the ability to, to really bring insight and, and better decision support to the table. So, what, yeah, what a great example.
1: Oh, yeah, and, I mean, she, you know, she spoke very fondly of the implementation experience which was you know great for us to hear too and uh but you know they did some great things they resourced their team really well they followed instruction expertly you know port stevens is not the most accessible place for our team based on where they are where our team's based uh, so we did a lot of that implementation remotely and you know they were they were great at just doing what was asked of them every single week so you know i can't really commend them enough but Great lessons from them. I think, um, you know, they're going to be speaking, I believe, at HR Tech Fest anyway. So, you know, if you uh, want to get along and hear hear a bit more about their story, I'm pretty sure they're going to be at that.
0: Great, excellent. Um, right, well, I think um, what I did want to do while I was over in the US, I did manage to grab grab a bit of time from uh, from. I, I said, I mentioned I spent some time with Jason on the Facebook Live, and you can certainly go to my feed or Jason's feed and and uh, and watch the recorded um, video of that one but I also caught up with Jeremy Ames who um, is an interesting chap uh, he runs a business over there called hive tech HR they do a lot of work particularly with mid-sized organizations implementing uh, supporting you know strategy and advisory work and implementing um, HR and talent technologies and uh, I, I managed to grab some Uh, some time with him. So, um, you know, I I might uh, plug a bit of that in now and uh, we'll pick it up um, off the back of that conversation. Well, I'm here in uh, LA at the Manhattan Beach Country Club here. Uh, I've spent some time hanging out with some uh, pretty cool people in the HR tech space. Um, And one of those is a guy who I only really knew as the HCM guy on Twitter, um, and I'm very pleased to have him here with me today. Jeremy Ames, welcome to the podcast. Great, thanks. Good to be here. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, tell me a bit about your background, your story. Yeah, my
2: story is uh, it's been very specifically in the HR tech space here for a number of years. Uh, I'm CEO and founder of Hive Tech HR. Yeah. We're an HR tech consultancy. We help our clients find, implement, and enhance their HR technology. So. Awesome. um what we're doing right now
0: yeah excellent yeah well you've got quite a profile and obviously you spent um time in, at IRAM on their board and they've got quite a uh, face around the, the industry here in the u.s particularly i'm sure you'd be approached often with people um you know wanting to seek some advice on how to get uh you know how to start their journey with uh, hr technology and they usually would ask you the question so you know where do i start um is that uh, is that what you would find you're getting often?
2: So uh, essentially, if the conversation is going to begin, I'm not looking for them to tell me what they want out of technology. I'm gonna let, I'm gonna guide them to through a conversation about what's their problem, what's their challenge. You know, because yeah. it may not technology may not be the solution. They may have some serious organizational problems. It could be a culture issue. It could you know yeah, that. Yeah. I may not be the right guy for it. I can send them to somebody who can work on, you know, organizational behavior and and enhancing their culture and engagement and stuff like that, but you can't start, you can't lead with technology because that's not the solution. Yeah. yeah. It's that's just right. a, a part of the, a component of the solution potentially. Yeah. So,
0: so if someone has gone through, you've qualified that and, and you've seen that, you know, they, they're aware enough to know that they've got a genuine Technology, a need that would be supported well by some new technology. Right. Um, what's the next stage then? So if you've actually you know, you've validated that the organisation can cope with it, right? Um, and in fact, they're mature enough to take the next step.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, we have a whole methodology where I am, and uh, that's just something that I put in place as far as the gathering of the requirements. It's a typical, typical process you go through, but all I've tried to do is try to narrow the time frame, just because people, you know, the old, uh, the old cycle of eight months selection processes just is, is so antiquated. Yeah. Uh, and so I try to shorten that and also try to add being able to direct people to the right solution so that it's not, you don't end up having to look at 10 different options. You know, you're looking at a, a few that fit that situation a lot better, you know, yeah. and and that way, it, sh- it it allows them to get there faster, but also to the right solution that matches what they're looking for. Right?
0: Yeah. 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 I've always felt we've got an obligation to, you know, make that whole process more efficient for mm-hmm. everyone involved. Yep. You know, that there, there's lots of time and resource invested from all parties on these, um, I think, it's often needlessly um, elongated processes to arrive at a decision that they could do in a more pragmatic fashion, right? And I think you're talking to the same sorts of principles around that. I mean, a
2: lot of it has to do with being specific because there's a lot of kind of vague, uh, when you're in that requirements gathering phase or finding out what, what the client actually needs, there's a lot of vague uh, conversation that happens. Like yeah. talent management is a huge example of that where somebody comes to you and they say, "We need we need a better talent management solution. We've already gone through the process. We know we need it but what is what exactly what components of talent management are we talking about here you yeah, know, yeah. do you need performance management do you need employee development you know like let's get really down to so that way I, me and my team can find them and point them in the right direction rather than getting something that doesn't fit you know yeah.
0: so Hive Tech mm-hmm. um, you, you've built a business working with a lot of what you would call mid-market sized organizations in this market yeah where, where we are they, they actually are of a size that's Enterprise level, so I think there's some quite comparison there that I'd like to explore with you a bit. To what we find is there really is a need to be really smart about investing in their budgets, and um, they perhaps don't have the appetite to go through these very long, rigorous processes. They want to jump pretty quickly to getting solutions, adopt, you know, in and adopted. And to some extent, I find that rush can lead to some poor decisions that they regret down the track how how do you find the happy medium with those guys well we definitely
2: come into situations where we're we're following up that bad decision that happened three years ago you know we've got a few of those going on right now where it's like uh, we made a bad decision we need help to make sure that doesn't happen
0: again it's frustrating isn't it it is but
2: it's it's better for in the situation where you weren't involved with that initial thing because you can you can almost become the hero yeah coming with the red cape and yeah <laughs> exactly so but it it's definitely when you're dealing with that that size client you're more of the they need you more in that case right? Yeah. because they don't they maybe don't have a, a team that, that that acquires technology that goes through this so so you have the opportunity to be more influential in the, in those situations yeah. Yeah. and also get them out of the old school thinking of like that there's going to be one one product that does everything that they potentially want yeah, and trying to get them more into this digitalized HR world where, you know, just, just by tracking an employee record doesn't necessarily mean you're adding value to the point where you really should be
0: at this yeah. point, you know? Yeah, yeah. So awesome. So if you, um, if, uh, if you were to encapsulate, you know, that whole, uh, advisory piece on how would, how would you navigate? hmm. Um, what what are sort of the key points of advice you would want to give if someone was about to embark on a journey to uh, transform their HR function with the latest technology? I would say first do
2: some some soul searching. You know, yeah. do a lot about think about a lot about where you are currently. Yeah. You know, what's it's almost like a fit gap process. Like what's working right now, but where am I? Where are my gaps? Because yeah. it's typically going to be we can always find solutions that match what you're currently doing. It's, it's where the gaps are, Yeah, that that's where you want. And then the gap portion is where the education happens, yeah. you know, getting them up to speed on, on the nuances, the new technologies, the innovation that's out there. Yeah. Um, and then just taking them on that journey, you know, taking them on, making it a journey, making it a whole, you know, yeah. program, so yeah. to speak. So yeah. we've been talking a bit about yeah, program, program versus project. Yeah. And just, just, Kind of help them see what that future vision might look like, so that they get jazzed up about getting there. You know, because it it should be it should be enjoyable. It should add value. It shouldn't be something like Mm. I've been through enough implementations that were dreaded. You know, and that's that's the world that that HR, HCM, whatever you want to call it, workplace technology needs to get out of that. Yeah, you know, that's that's a major hamstring to what they're trying to do. Yeah,
0: Well, we have probably. Uh, exhausted the time we had together yes. this morning, Jeremy. I really appreciated you spending some time. Uh, it's been great to, to hang out with the HCM guy for the last couple of days here in LA. Um, if you're ever down in Australia, oh, yeah. golf clubs. Definitely. <laughs> yes. I'd love to get there. <laughs> we'll have a round or two. So thanks very much uh, for dropping by today. Thanks for having me, dude. Awesome. All right. Well, that's about all we got time for today, Jared. Um, great, as always, to spend some time. Hey, we're... Um, Obviously going to be, uh, uh, pursuing, uh, well, we're going to be pursuing. We're going to be, uh, spending a bit more time together at, uh, the conferences. We'll be at HR Tech over in Chicago in, uh, two weeks time. So that's from October 4th to the 7th. Uh, really looking forward to that one, Jared. Um, what's yeah, can't uh, wait. top of your mind in regards to that? What are you, what are you oh, really looking I'm, forward to there?
1: I'm really looking forward to, um, having a look at the new and emerging technology. Um, I like to see the people that are, um really setting the new new direction of travel for for HR out there and I think we'll see a lot of that at that conference I think we'll see a lot of products that are really starting to get some some groundswell how about you
0: yeah yeah look um for me I, I'm just glad it's back in Chicago uh, it's been in Vegas for the last three years and um no I really love Chicago it's, a, it's an awesome place um so uh, looking forward to that aspect catching up with, with a lot of folk around the space but um uh for for me there's a lot of Aussies there's a lot of innovation going on out of Australia so look I'm really looking forward to seeing you know what um what people are up to and uh catching up with some of the, the folk that are that are showcasing their HR technology um on the world stage so we've got guys like Adepto will be in there um HR on board uh, our buddies at Fuel 50 will be there, of course. Mm. Um, and I'm probably going to leave a few out, obviously. I'm, I'm sure, um, Brett and, and the Job Adder crew will have a, have a, uh, have a play there too. But, and I think it's, it always gives me great pride to be over there and, and seeing, you know, culture amps, another one, you know, what a, f- a fabulous, um, bunch those guys are too. So really looking to fly the flag for Australia and New Zealand while we're over there too, which, uh, which should right. be fun. Excellent. Well, um, we're also, uh, going to be, um getting uh, moving quickly towards HR Tech fest here locally as well. So um, Jared, I, I understand you've got Simon Yao at the program director lined up too um, so perhaps uh, we could get you to, to um, uh, we'll do a separate podcast uh, with Simon to, to see what's going on with HR Tech fest for this year as well.
1: Great idea. Coming soon.
0: Awesome all right well that's uh, all we have time for. Thanks again and uh, we will speak uh, we'll. we'll uh, Be with you again very soon.